From the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia to the world, this is a Gay Waves podcast, proudly produced on Gadigal Land. You might know her from season one of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, or the fact that she's everywhere on the internet and media. She's the queen of Australia, Art Simone. Welcome to Gay Waves. Oh, thank you for having me in your beautiful waves of gay. I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you very much, Art. Um, now, uh, you're a you're a regional queen. You're from Geelong. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm from Geelong. Um, I've moved around a lot, but uh, yeah, I'm in Geelong now. Were Here you I born am. and bred in Geelong, or did you just move there? Um, I was born um, on the other side of the bay, so I was out um, in like uh, Mornington, Rosebud, Frankston area, um, mm. but then moved around the other side, and I've been here ever since. It's been fabulous. What's the appeal of living in somewhere like Geelong? It's a beautiful city, though. I've been there many times. Um, with nice wineries yeah. nearby, but what's the uh, appeal of living in um, Geelong? Um, I mean, I really love the community here. I love the space. I love that it's quiet. I love that it's not too far away from Melbourne. It's classed as regional, but I think that's kind of cheating because it's like 50 minutes to get into Melbourne. So I feel like I've kind of cracked the system. Um, but <laughs> I just, I love it out here. And um, I've performed out here for the last... Uh, eight or nine years and the audiences are just absolutely fabulous and they really are appreciative and supportive and enjoy everything that drag has to offer it's great that's fantastic uh now we're gonna have i'll just have to touch on that show for a second um (laughs) 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 um, did you have like any hesitation in going on drag race um i mean i've heard that the contracts can be really restrictive it's like it's a big mood and you were well known beforehand and you had a worldwide uh following so was it a a hard decision yeah you nailed it on the head right there it was really really hard um when they first asked me to audition i said no i was like nah not not interested not interested i like i'm already doing really well for myself i don't want to put anything on the line i don't want to risk it um and then they kept asking kept asking and at that stage they hadn't said that they had rupaul um the first like time they uh asked us it was just drag race they didn't mention any specifics so then when they came back and like well we do have rue and michelle i was like all right let's do it (laughs) so that was the break that Um, was the decision maker that that rue was gonna be there yeah, if because uh, you know that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, um, and the the contracts were really scary. I remember looking through them, and I mean, we weren't meant to know who else was on the season, but I remember calling up Karen and being like, "Are you looking at a piece of paper at the moment? That's really scary because there's a lot of things on there." And she's like, "I may or may not be looking at this thing too." And it's yes, there's a lot, um, but you know, sometimes you're just gonna take a risk. So we signed on the dotted line and went to a little shed in New Zealand and had a good time. Exactly. And I mean, I don't think it's hurt your career by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, and you also had a, a little series called Highway to Hell, Heal, sorry, uh, with WOW already. Um, how did you get involved with uh, World of Wonder? 
Yeah, so um, I've just been networking with them because prior to that um, and prior, because we did we shot that during uh, COVID lockdowns. Um, but prior to that, I'd been going to all the drag cons, um, New York and LA and networking with them there and creating um, good relationships. And when it came to lockdown, they're like, we really want to broaden our um, uh, programming and we really want to do something that's, um, you know, down your way would you like to pitch a show? So then I teamed up with um, a couple of producers that I'd been working with, um, local ones that I'd worked with on lots of different projects. And I said, okay, let's put a show together and pitch it. Um, I don't, I have a feeling a few people did pitch, but um, they liked what we presented and we got greenlit to create a, a crazy little season um, in, in on the inside of my car all through regional Victoria. It was quite camp. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Now you, you do seem to have a, a passion for interviewing people and finding out about people. You've got your podcasts concealed. Uh, you did the kick on, obviously. You you really do seem to have a passion to get to know people and to interview people. Is that true? And how does that come about? Yeah, it is. And I think it's maybe less about the actual interview process, but more about spotlighting and shining a light on uh, characters and um, people with points of difference. Um, like you mentioned my podcast and the podcast came around because I'm in such a bubble with what I do in my life that I don't find it strange or weird or anything. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is just my life. I wear wigs and walk around. Um, but I was like, well, there must be other people out there with really interesting passions and um, skill sets and everything like that. So we created this podcast where I get to not only interview and um, meet these people, but also celebrate them because there's lots of people who have all these different passions, but like society will instantly be like, no, you're, you're weird. You're a freak. You're this, you're that. And we like to bring them in a really safe space and shine a spotlight and celebrate um, what it is they do or love or... Um, yeah, so I think I think my passion is actually more about spotlighting and um, helping other people, and I've always tried to do that with whatever type of um, profile I have. Um, it's not fun just to stand in a spotlight by yourself. I like to share it with as many many people as I can. Oh, well, that's fantastic. And talking about sharing the spotlight, um, you did recently a uh, a song with etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so uh, and that's called None of This Will Matter, obviously the line from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, you seem to have a really good bond with et cetera, et cetera. Is she your best buddy from uh, Drag Race? She definitely is, and it's something that wasn't really shown um, on the season, which is quite funny. Um, but she was originally cast to be my nemesis. Nemesis? That's really? not a word. I made one up. Yeah, because um, she, we were, we're very similar. And um, she's younger than me and she was doing what I was doing. And I think they put us in to kind of butt heads and like, you know, her to be like, I'm the new protege. I'm going to be better. But instead what happened was because we have so many similar interests, we like bonded instantly. Um, I'd met her and worked with her a couple of times prior to the show. But um, when we were on the show, we really, really bonded together. So we did that. We then um, toured Australia with like 23 different shows across the country um, we, we've released two singles together. Um, I really love what she, um, I hope, uh, I love her point of difference of drag. I love what she believes in. She's really strong. She's passionate. She, um, is a really, uh, she's a really good leader. And, um, I think, you know, there should be more people like her. She's fabulous. 
Now, you did get a chance to uh, connect with her. Well, you came up to Sydney for World Pride, I believe. Yes, yes. I'm. Uh, yeah, I was up at World Pride for a good 17 days, a big marathon, non-stop craziness. Wasn't it? It was an amazing event. And um, so what was your favourite thing from World Pride? Oh, my goodness. What was my favourite thing? Or the few oh. favourite things. Do you know what? Well, no, I, do you know what? I think... Yes, there was all these massive big events and special things that were like World Pride related. But I think at the end of the day, one, of course, was having the parade back on Oxford Street and getting to do that again. Um, That was just everything kind of felt like it was back to normal, which was so wonderful after the last few years. So, yes, the the parade was a massive highlight. But also I was um, I was at the Imperial doing just shows. uh, just regular, you know, fun drag shows throughout the whole season. I'd pop up there and do that. I think that was my favourite because it was just, it was more about community. It wasn't a big flashy, like, well, Pride, Nicole Scherzinger, Kylie Minogue. It was just drag in its purest form. And I think that was really wonderful. That's amazing. Now, talking about, uh, now you, I have to say, you are one of the busiest drag queens I know. Um <laughs> You just, you, I don't think you stop. Um, you're also in uh, a TV series at the moment, In Our Blood, on the ABC. Um, how was filming that? Yeah, it was uh, a whirlwind and it was so much fun. Um, we shot that in October and November last year. Um, it's set in Sydney, but we actually shot it in Brisbane. It's a screen, screen Queensland production. Um, but it was so fun. My favourite thing about drag is that you it's not limited to just being on a stage in a nightclub um it can take you anywhere and everywhere so I love whenever I get the opportunity to step onto a set or a production or anything of that regard um that's where I get really excited you know I've been performing for almost 13 years now and um I get excited when I get to do something new um so it was really good it was really fun it's a really special production as well it's telling a story that um, a lot of the younger generations don't even know, you know. Um, so I'm glad that it's out there now and it's something that is, like, digestible and it, it hits on all the important moments that you need to know, but it's not, like, an information overload documentary that's going to, like, you know, it's it's enjo- enjoyable to watch. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, heaps of the younger generation will, like, binge it all and uh, take that little bit of knowledge for the people that fought for us so we could be doing what we do today. Now, talk about being busy. You're coming back to Sydney very shortly. Um, you're doing the Drag Expo at the ICC coming up in, now it's uh, May 19th to 21. Um, now, you've been around the world to drag cons. You've done, you've been there, done that. What For someone who's never been to a drag expo before, what should they expect while buy, buying that ticket and coming in the door? What should they expect? Yeah, Drag Expo is your one-stop shop for everything drag. So, you know, you think of drag as the umbrella term. Sure, there's all your favourite drag queens that you get to meet, but then they also have amazing panels. They also have um, performances. They have all these different vendors, whether you like high heels or nails or shoes or makeup or wigs or um, accessories or um, literature. There's so much stuff Um, for anyone that loves a little bit of drag. Of course, there's going to be all your favourite drag stars. We've got international performers from Drag Race coming down. We've got all your Drag Race Down Under divas there. But then also uh, 
Drag Expo celebrates your local queens. So um, everyone gets to shine there, including you. And it's for all ages. So, um, you know, my little niece who's four or five years old, she came last year and she was so excited. She calls me Manty because I'm a man, but I'm kind of her auntie sometimes when I'm wearing a wig. So that's what she calls me. And she was just like overwhelmed, having the best time of her life, seeing all these colourful characters. She's like, Manty, Manty, oh, you're so beautiful. So it is an event for everyone um and i can't wait to do sydney because we did melbourne last year but this is our first time in sydney and you know you did touch on it. it's like there's so many people uh drag queens coming to the event uh you've got people like katia jinx monet exchange Joanna heels trinity the tuck um with all these really american high name or international high name um drag queens have you ever got um starstruck by meeting any of these people or it was there one drag queen in particular that like you had to meet well i i think uh it was actually jinx i first met mm. jinx when she toured australia with her um vaudevillian show years and years and years and years and years ago um at the greyhound hotel in st kilda i went to that show and i met her there for the first time and i think it was just off her win of uh, the season and I just was awestruck. I just loved her so much. And since then I've been able to, um, you know, connect and get a friendship out of that, which is so wonderful. So I can't wait for her to come back down. Um, A little hot, hot ticket for you is I'm actually bringing the kick on set to uh, drag expo. So um, people can come and sit on my pink front porch and I'm hoping to get some of the uh, drag race Queens down into the kick ons area um, to have a little interview as well. I think that'll be fabulous. Are you going to be having a little drink uh, while you're doing that and get your of server? Of course coming? the yeah. official try will be there to keep me <laughs> hydrated. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's fantastic. And um, by the way, I mean, I actually met Jinx at the same time you did. Um, I was at Joy uh, FM down there and I met her at the studios and I went and saw the Volvillians at the uh, Greyhound as well, which is a shame that the Greyhound's actually gone these days. It's no longer around. Um, I but, know. Yeah. Uh, what? How is the state of drag in Melbourne? Because um, I, I've lived in Melbourne for seven years and... It just seems like there aren't the venues that there were. No, they definitely have. They definitely aren't. And there was a big gap where we lost. We were just losing venue after venue after venue. Anything south side was kind of gone. Um, and it kind of began when the commercial road was dying, which used to be like the hub and the home of all things drag and queer. And um, now, though, we've got a new, like everything on Smith Street is now your, your one-stop shop for everything drag and queer. We've made a nice um, neighbourhood and community of venues along that strip um, in Fitzroy, um, Collingwood area. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go and see drag in Melbourne, head on over to Smith Street. We've got mm. Molly's and Circuit, Yaya's. We've got um, UBQ. We've got the Peel down the road. Um, there's so many wonderful places to celebrate the community there. So go and check out Smith Street if you want to get a little taste of all things fabulous. Exactly. Smith Street is amazing. I used to hang out there all the time. Mm. It's great. And um, look, just to finish off, let's, uh, what's your what's your all-time favourite drag name of anyone? It's like... Oh, my God. It it changes. It changes. Because, I mean, I don't have a pun name myself, but I still love a pun name. Mm. And my favourite drag name at the moment is Iman Inawig. 
And I just think it's so stupid. It's like, it's like, hello, yes, I'm in Martin in a week. It's so stupid. It's my favourite. <laughs> I love stupid drag names. They're the best. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What's Besides uh, coming up for Drag Expo, what's next for Art Simone? Where's she going next? Um, we've got... We've got season two of Concealed, my podcast, coming out uh, in May, I believe. We're recording episodes at the moment. I just recorded one uh, last week with, um, they surprised me with, I would say, a very uh, a very top-notch celebrity. So that, that'll be coming out next month. Um, and there's also a, a bunch of other things of which I cannot divulge the information, which I know is terrible to say, but... Yeah, I know. You I better... Know, I know. There's, there's a, Big announcements um, around September. Something exciting will be happening. So keep oh. an eye out for that as well. Um, so just touching on Drag Race quickly for the last thing. Um, obviously, we've got Hannah Conda going over to do UK versus the world. Uh, we've got uh, Trevor Ashley going over to do... Oh, no. Hold it. Sorry. Yeah, Trevor <laughs> Ashley. Trevor Ashley going over to do Queen of the Universe. Um, if you were asked, would you do... Uh, versus the world or a all stars version of drag race. Yeah, I, I I would definitely be up for it. Um, I think it's been enough time since my season that I um, uh, I've got more to show, more to prove, more to play. I think I'm in a better mindset now. Um, so if I do get asked and it works with my scheduling and it's the right fit, I'd love to. Um, you know, I'm always going to champion Aussie drag, and to be able to do that on an international scale would be even more special and more important to me. So if they come calling, I'll come strutting. <laughs> That's excellent. Art Simone, thank you very much for uh, giving this interview today. You will be appearing at the Dra Sydney Drag Expo. It's May 19th to 21st. It's at the ICC Sydney. You can get your tickets at dragexpo.com. And uh, thank you very much for today. And uh, all the best for Drag uh, drag Expo. Thank you. I can't wait. I'll see you in Sydney. See you there. I'll be going, so I'll see you there. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel. You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com us on all social media channels just search gateways thanks for listening